Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 31st of March. Today, the Socceroos' narrow road to the Qatar World Cup, a Tiger Woods Masters fairy tale could be on the cards, and a long overdue visit to Kyrgios Corner. But first... Look, bottom line, Australia are into the Women's ODI World Cup final. Well, duh. But it's the way that they got there that needs to be addressed. It wasn't as easy as what it looked. Um, You know, it was nice to get the result, but we had to work hard for it. Aussie captain Meg Lanning attempting to downplay the ease with which her side won their semi-final against the West Indies yesterday, qualifying for the tournament final. But seriously, come on, Meg. From where I was sitting, it looked pretty straightforward, especially for Alyssa Healy. Alyssa Healy gets it through... Picks up her one-day hundred number four, and it's her first in World Cups. Magnificent. Healy went on an absolute rampage, scoring 129 from 106 and combining with Rachel Haynes for an opening partnership of 216 that essentially took the game away from the West Indies. Fine piece of cricket there. Eventually, Australia posted an insurmountable total of 305 from a rain-reduced 45 overs, and the game probably should have been called off then and there. Instead, the West Indies began their chase with hopes of pulling off the unthinkable until Beth Mooney did the unbelievable. Oh, no. It can't keep happening, surely. And guess who? Beth Mooney. What a catch. Stunning. Mooney's classic catch set off a domino effect that ultimately saw the Windies fall 157 runs short of the Aussie total. Not even close. Australia will learn today who they face in the final when England take on South Africa in the second semi-final. Strap yourselves in. We're paying a visit to Kyrgios Corner. It's a scary place. Quick scene setter. Nick was in the first set of his round of 16 matchup with Yannick Sinner at the Miami Open when umpire Carlos Bernardes' walkie-talkie interrupted a point. A communications issue, being told to stay off that channel and back to work as center. For those that are familiar with Nick, you know what comes next. And back to work as center. And another ace skids past. So Kyrgios going from displeasure to being outright perturbed. He's been fired on the spot. How's that possible? How's that possible? A fourth round of Miami, the biggest tournament, the biggest tournament, and you guys just can't do your job. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Get a new set of referees. These guys don't know how to do shits. But Nick did compose himself to take the first set to a tiebreak. But while continuing to vent about the umpiring to his team in the stands, this happened. Congratulations for calling on point penalty, Mr. A point penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. And once again, you know what comes next. What's unsportsmanlike about it? What is unsportsmanlike? But what is unsportsmanlike? But what is unsportsmanlike? I was talking to my friend. You're talking to my friend about me. And? Get me someone. Get me someone now. And Kyrgios comes undone. Game penalty, Mr. Kyrgios. Those thuds you heard were Nick destroying his racket before copping a full game penalty to start the second set. Unsurprisingly, Nick went on to lose the match. But in good news, Nick and good mate Thanasi Kokonakis are still alive in the doubles. And so ends another visit to Kyrgios Corner. See you next time. (laughs) 
you know what that music means. The Masters is here. Well, it's almost here. It starts this time next week. But for a sport that frankly kind of ebbs and flows as far as keeping people interested, golf could be about to get its biggest star back. It's been almost 18 months since Tiger Woods last played on the PGA Tour, and many expected he'd never return after a car crash in February last year almost saw him have his leg amputated. There was a point in time when he was, I wouldn't say 50-50, but it was, I would was going to walk out of that hospital with one leg. But yesterday, it was reported that not only was Tiger at Augusta, the location for the Masters tournament, but that he walked and played a full 18 holes alongside world number seven Justin Thomas and his son Charlie. What does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything yet, but Woods does have a lifetime exemption to compete in the tournament as a five-time champion. And what a fairy tale return it would be, coming 25 years after his first ever Masters crown as a 21-year-old. I've always dreamt of winning the Masters and you know, coming up 18 like I did with the lead or trailing or you know, doing something like that to win. He's hoping we see Woods on the tee next week. Aldosari steps up and scores. And Saudi Arabia lead Australia by a goal to nil. And that would remain the score in Australia's final group game of their World Cup qualifying campaign, losing to Saudi Arabia and failing to gain automatic qualification to the tournament in Qatar. Instead, the Socceroos must take the intercontinental path to make it a fifth straight World Cup. What's standing in the way? Well, to start, the United Arab Emirates. The Socceroos will take on the UAE in a one-off loser leaves town game in early June. If we win that, we're headed to Peru. Peru? Peru finished fifth in South America's qualifying, so they too are running the intercontinental gauntlet of Qatar. So there it is. Step one, the UAE. Step two, Peru. Step three, Qatar. Too many steps. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 31st of March. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.